What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. In today's show, I talk about protein. I'm finishing off the series in the Truth About Blank series, basically, where I talked about um, carbs the first week. That was two weeks ago. Then fat this last week, and now protein this week. I might do an episode on calories as well, if you guys want to. If you have any opinions or questions about this foodie Friday or what I should do in the future, any questions you want to answer on the show, go to www.triplefpodcast.com slash contact. There's a form on there you can just fill out and it'll go to my email and I can see it, answer your questions on the show. Eventually, I want to kind of transition to a Q&A type of structure for these episodes in certain categories. So if you leave a question, they'll definitely help me get some more content. Thank you to everyone who's left questions already. Thank you for supporting the show and for leaving reviews on iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, go do so. When you hit 40 reviews, I'll do a drawing for either a free workout tool, free t-shirt, something along those lines. Um, So go enter by leaving a review on iTunes, open your podcast app, and click on the search function, type in fitness, food, and freedom, and click on the logo, and there's a button called ratings and reviews. iTunes makes it kind of hard. Uh, but you can still go through that process to be entered to win something. Let's get down to today's show, Foodie Friday, where I talk about the truth about protein. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. This is episode number 54 of the show. It's a Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. Where I talk about protein. And I'm finishing off my series on the truth about different macronutrients, kind of clearing the garbage for you and really telling you what you need to know about these certain macronutrients, how you should be consuming them, working them into your diet. Uh, thank you for supporting the show and for leaving questions on triplefpodcast.com slash contact. Um, just go check that out. And also check out the YouTube channel, Fitness, Food, and Freedom. I'll link that in the description of this podcast so you can go check that out. So I'm going to get down to it about protein today. Um, I kind of started out my other episodes about carbs, about fats, talking about how they've been demonized in the past. So like fats in the 80s and 90s about how all these low-fat foods kind of started coming out and the whole macronutrient as a whole was thought as unhealthy and different um, societies or different uh, organizations kind of started to recommend you consume a lot less fat, especially saturated fat. That was a couple weeks ago when I talked about carbs. Um, I also talked about how that's been demonized lately. So just like how fat was demonized, the pendulum completely swung to the opposite extreme and now fats are kind of promoted carbs are demonized and i just kind of cleared up all that in those last two episodes about how really demonizing food is kind of a trouble place to go you don't want to go there and you don't want to make one macronutrient bad and then you're kind of eliminating the power of a balanced diet that way today though i'm talking about protein 
which at least for now is probably one of the only macronutrients that really hasn't been demonized like the other groups. It been more so the opposite way where it's made into being like a magic macronutrient. As in, if you consume more protein, you'll only get stronger, more muscular, lose more fat, all this different stuff. And just like how the food that's demonized isn't necessarily bad, protein isn't necessarily amazing, and that's what I'm going to talk about in today's show. First, I wanted to find some things about protein and give you a nice little background on the macro. Basically, how protein works is that the body takes in dietary protein, so you're getting protein from different foods, which I'll go over in a little bit. It's going to take those in. It's going to break down that protein through the digestion process. It's going to break them into amino acids, which are what makes up proteins. It's going to break them down into those building blocks, and those building blocks are going to build up different proteins inside your body that your body needs, right? There's a lot of different ones. DNA would be a a protein you probably know about, uh, which is basically just defining who you are and how you behave, how your body works. Uh, DNA is a protein. Um, RNA, insulin is a protein. These are just different things that the body will build. What protein is really used for is DNA replication, repair, which are essential functions, and then formation of tissue. That could be muscle, that could be hair, skin, nails, all these different things that need to regrow um, or just form in the first place. Protein is what's building these. So these amino acids are the building blocks behind these. And then cell, cell signaling is something a little more deep, a little more scientific that protein will do, and that kind of has to do with insulin. Protein, just like fat, is an essential macronutrient. So like I said before in the other episodes, carbs are the only one that aren't essential. You can function without carbohydrates, and actually people will function pretty well without them. Um, but you need a certain amount of fat Otherwise, some things will start to shut down. You'll have hormonal problems. And the same thing with protein. You need an, you need a, at least a baseline minimum amount to be able to rebuild your DNA and function and live properly. Protein is not only like for exercise. So when you think about protein, you might think about you know protein powders, taking it after your workouts, building muscle that way. It's not only for that, though, just like I said, because it's essential. Um, it has a function even without exercise at all. So you need a little more when you exercise because of the broken down muscle. So it's really necessary for that formation of tissue, repairing that broken down muscle. But even if you aren't working out, you aren't quite there yet training, you still need it, right? You still need the protein to form those, to form those different things like hair, skin, nails, DNA, it's essential. You need it in your diet. I'm going to go over the different types of protein and really the truth about it, how it's a little bit, it's a little given too much credit, I guess is a good way to put it, and what it can do for you after you train. Some common proteins just to go over. The two, if you're kind of used to protein supplements or protein powders, the two you probably see are whey protein and casein protein. And I'm going to go over basically what those are. Whey protein, to put it simply, is a fast digesting protein. It's quickly absorbed. So that's why whey protein is usually suggested to take in after your workouts. Um, that's basically in things, just the best example would be a protein powder, something that is quickly absorbed, eggs also, things like that. Um, 
casein protein, on the other hand, is more of a slow-absorbing protein. So they make casein powder, which people usually would take before bed or something like that, so it breaks down slowly over time. Um, Casein can be found in things like yogurt. Um, Well, whey protein could be just in things like milk, things like that. Uh, Cottage cheese also is a good casein protein source. Casein is usually, if someone has an intolerance to a protein or dairy, um, it's usually casein that the intolerance is. Uh, So that's something to keep in mind as well. Those are basically the two types like of powders that you'll see where those stem from are the different foods that are high in protein, which hopefully you guys know. Hopefully you guys know what foods contain protein and how to consume them. Uh, But a few examples would just be like eggs, whole grains, meat, dairy, those are probably the most common ones, those last two, meat and dairy. Uh, so those are kind of some common proteins and common foods that contain protein. So I wanted to spend the bulk of this episode talking about the truth about protein, since that is the title of the show. Um, I wanted to talk about the different myths surrounding protein and really what's true, what's not, what matters, and what doesn't with protein. Now, the probably the most the most common thing about protein that's thought about is that it will add muscle if you eat protein right or you start taking a protein powder just like some other things in this industry which is really why i wanted to make this show is that supplement companies really are the ones that kind of started promoting high amounts of protein so you need to keep in mind where that thought is coming from right the people that are making the powders are the people really promoting super high amounts of it in your diet And that's basically just a marketing tool because it is hard to consume a ton of protein every single day of your life without some kind of bar or shake, which is why they're so popular, why it's the highest selling supplement out there. But in reality, protein powder won't won't magically add any muscle to you by itself, right? You need proper training, proper nutrition, carbohydrates, fats, all these different things are just as important and just adding in whey protein powder isn't going to make you the Hulk, right? That's just not the way it works. There's all these functions that are happening in your body, all these stimulus that need to be stimulated and it's not just adding in protein isn't really going to give that to you by itself. So that's basically just a marketing, a marketing approach from these supplement companies is to claim that it's going to add the muscle and, you know, it takes time. So you keep on buying the product. Now, I don't really have anything against protein powders. I think they're convenient and, you know, they can be used, but you need to be aware that they're not going to magically add any muscle just by themselves. You need to have proper training and proper nutrition. And just in that same way, over over time, just like I said before, that carbs and fats have been demonized. Um, Protein, like I said, opposite side of the spectrum has been kind of thought to be like this magic macronutrient that's you know not going to be added as fat it's not possible it's really good for you no problems come from it that's not true either um you don't really need a ton of protein a day so just as the fat was starting to be demonized or now that carbs are demonized a lot of fitness professionals um or um bodybuilders things like that have been promoting really high amounts of protein right 200 to 500 grams of protein a day that is a lot that's a lot of calories and that's a lot of protein if you've ever eaten a lot of protein you know that it's hard to eat that much right so the high amounts of protein really aren't necessary though and that's kind of the first myth i wanted to shatter with this foodie friday was just that 
the truth about protein is yes it's important it's essential but it's not it's not something you need to consume in super high amounts the threshold usually for where you're not going to see any more gains after that so point of diminishing returns is what you could call that i was going to be like 0.8 times your body weight so you can do that math i guess having a hard time doing that in my head this morning it's friday give me a break but you don't really need a ton a day right you don't need 200 400 grams a lot of times i'll recommend to people if they ask me nutrition advice kind of how they should count different macronutrients i'll usually recommend just because it's easier one gram of protein per pound of body weight and that's plenty you don't you definitely don't need more than that and it's often fine to go under that so on my fitness pal for me so i weigh 190 to 200 pounds somewhere in there but i usually have about 170 grams of protein a day sometimes that drops down to 150 160 sometimes it goes over to 190 and it's kind of just in that range right you just have to make up those calories or take away calories in other areas usually carbs are what i like to manipulate more than protein and fat but it's okay to vary a little bit. It doesn't have to be the strict number, but that's kind of the threshold 0.8 times body weight um, or one gram per pound of body weight. If you take in excess protein, meaning a lot more than that, that's still excess calories, right? The truth about protein is that it's still four calories per gram of protein, even though it's something that builds muscle. It's something that is broken down into amino acids, which help repair the body it's still calories and you're still going to be taking in four calories for every gram of protein. So if you're taking in 200 grams of protein a day, that's still going to be 800 calories, even though you think it might be healthier because you're eating chicken breasts, right? If you are over consuming, no matter if it's from fat, carbs, or protein, you're still going to store body fat, right? If you're taking in more calories than you're burning, you're not going to avoid body fat just because it's protein. That excess calorie is what's going to be key there and it's going to make you gain weight over time. So be aware of that and be aware that just consuming more doesn't always mean you're going to be better. Another common myth of the protein, I guess, is that the frequency is really important. So the common advice is 30 grams every two or three hours, something like that, maybe every five hours, 30 grams, and that the body can't really absorb more than 30 grams at a time. And this, I wanted to kind of stray off a little bit and just say that this is true as far as the absorption goes, but it makes such a little difference that normally I'll tell people not to really worry about it. And that that 30 grams every feeding, it can be way higher than that. You know, you can consume 100 grams, what really matters in the long run is uh, the total amount per day, right? Or the total amount per week, per month, per year. Just overall, the average, what are you consuming? Um, If you are eating, you know, 100 grams in a sitting, that's fine as long as you're getting the amount of protein every day or you're not consuming too many calories, right? So the frequency really isn't that big a deal. I don't stress about it. You know I recommend some kind of fasting to a lot of people pushing that first meal later and it's impossible to only eat 30 grams per meal when you're only eating you know one or two meals a day so that's why i usually don't have people mess with that if people really focus on the basics and the big picture things which is probably what my next episode will be about is focusing on the big main things you're going to have a lot of success right which could be 
just eating the right amount of calories, right amount of carbs, fats, proteins, that's simple enough for nutrition. Maybe focus on eating good whole foods as well, and you're going to be in a good place. Um, and then as far as training, you know, focusing on getting stronger, moving better, um, getting in just general better shape, sleeping more. These things are going to have the biggest effect, and a lot of times people will worry about the small variables that really don't really matter. They're not that big of a deal in the long run, and the stress that you give yourself agonizing over these little details is going to be worse than if you just ignored them completely and focus on the big ones. That's really the message that I want to give out with this episode and with the next few is that the big things are what matters and what you should really focus on. That's why I'm trying to break down something complicated like protein into just a simple recommendation for you, which is what I'll talk about next. As I already said, uh, my recommendation for grams for protein, if you're tracking your numbers, would be 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. Uh, so as before, if you're 200 pounds, anywhere 160 grams up to 200 grams is fine. I'd say 200 grams is a lot of protein. Normally, I won't have anyone, even if they weigh over 200 pounds, won't really have anyone go over 200 grams of protein just because it's hard to eat and you're better off just sticking to your calorie numbers. Four calories per gram of protein. Um, so you need to start. You need to also track your protein, right? You need to track that as part of your calories. That's why I like apps like MyFitnessPal. So you can see the breakdowns and everything. Another recommendation would be eat protein from a variety of sources. So if you know anything kind of about food intolerances, they can develop over time, especially from overconsumed foods. So if you only eat chicken breasts because you know that's a good lean protein, doesn't have a lot of fat, it has a lot of grams of protein, um, there's a lot of different ways to make it, you need to be careful about eating that all the time because you can eventually develop an intolerance if you don't start cycling your protein a little bit. So I like to make sure people will get protein from red meat, white meat, dairy, whole grains, vegetables, peas, you know, that kind of vegetable and really get a variety of sources so you don't develop an intolerance and that the effect is still high in everything. Uh, there's a lot of different benefits that come with different foods besides just protein. So, you know, think of the foods on that macro level that it's not just protein in ground beef, right? You're getting iron, you're getting saturated fat, all this different stuff um, that can be beneficial from other sources other than just like chicken. If you're eating fish, you're getting some good fats, things like that. So just have a variety of sources as you're trying to hit that 0.8 to 1 gram per pound number. Um, another recommendation, I guess, would be just to limit powders. So like I said, I think powders can be convenient. I'd rather have someone have a protein shake every day and hit that protein number than not have it and not be able to hit their protein every day. You're going to see better results having some kind of artificial shake and hitting that number consistently. However, if you can kind of go away from that and stop taking in a lot of artificial um, kind of man-made proteins, do that, right? Limit the powders. They are about as processed as it gets. Uh, if you think about it, it's protein, the macronutrient found in things like meat and dairy, and it's in powdered form, right? And it's flavored like a cookies and cream milkshake. That's about as processed as it gets, and I would normally recommend you kind of start cutting that out a little bit. 
but that's kind of one of those micro variables you don't have to worry about right away. Just focus on the numbers and focus on knowing your body and how it reacts to different types of protein. If you feel bloated, if it gives you some kind of digestion issues, um, if you feel full, if you feel stronger, that kind of stuff, pay attention to that and you know, maybe even mark down what types of protein, what types of sources of protein are best. And most of the time, it's going to be from whole foods and foods probably like vegetables that are easier on your stomach. Last recommendation before I wrap this episode up is not to expect magic, right? I already talked about that. That is the truth about protein. It is not magic, even though it hasn't been demonized. It's not magic. Excess protein is excess calories. Excess protein can cause a lot of kidney issues, things like that. You need to be careful with it. And just because you're taking in more protein doesn't mean you're going to see incredible gains that you've never seen before. It's a macronutrient just like carbs, just like fat. It's essential to the body, but you know there's a point of diminishing returns just like everything. So don't expect magic. Eat a balanced diet and eat enough protein and you'll definitely see the results. All of the results you'll see whether you're trying to gain muscle or lose fat it's going to come from eating those threshold numbers that you need in like proteins and fats because they're essential eating enough calories or not too many calories and then training right that consistency is key if you eat a lot of protein for a week and then you go back to eating under 100 grams a day you're not really going to see the consistent results that you'd see if you're just consistent it has something sustainable over time that's why i usually don't recommend a high amount and people think that it's magic because it's not going to work that way. If you spike your protein up really high, it's hard to stay s- sustainable to that. And especially if you think it's magic, you're not really going to see those results that fast. And you're going to go away from eating a healthy, balanced diet. So I recommend after all these truth about series, right? The truth about fats, carbs, proteins. What do I recommend? I recommend a balanced diet, basically, right? It's going to be somewhere around... of your calories are going to be from fat. Somewhere around 25% is going to be from protein. The rest is going to be carbs. Those can vary a little bit. And what I recommend is that you find something that fits for you, right? Something that's sustainable, something that you can stick to for five years, not five weeks or five months. You need to make this a lifestyle, not just a diet. And you know, if it's hard for you to eat 200 grams of protein a day, drop it down to 150 and you're going to see yourself be way more sustainable and way more have way more enjoyment out of your nutrition plan that will do it for today's foodie friday foodie friday wrapping up the week finishing up this series with the truth about protein episode let me know what you thought by leaving a review on itunes i talked about how to do that at the beginning of the show and also www.triplefpodcast.com slash contact. That's the word triple, the letter F, podcast.com slash contact. You go to that form and you can leave any question. I'll answer it on the show. We'll do a Q&A type episode. Check the description of the podcast for different links to social media and things like that. You can also find those on triplefpodcast.com. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show and enjoyed this series about protein, fat, and carbs. Hopefully it kind of cleared up a little bit about tracking your macronutrients and what each macronutrient is going to do for your body. Key there is understanding your food and understanding how different things affect you. I always talk about paying attention to your body. That's really what it comes down to. Some people are going to need some more customization than others. If you want a nutrition plan or you want some kind of coaching plan, 
triplefpodcast.com, again, is the place to go. And there's a button there at the top called products or shop or something like that. And I offer different coaching options um, that are based online. So you'll get training programs, nutrition programs, uh, calls from me, Skype conversations, things like that. And we can customize something for you so you see the best results possible. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting the show. Hope you guys have a great weekend. I'm Jordan Stoltz. This is episode number 53 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. 